0: Well, Mark, it is Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S. of A.
1: I should take your word for that.
0: Yes. And for Americans, that pretty much marks the official beginning of summer.
1: Okay. The freeway... that, that vibe is, is very prevalent in the U.K. as well. That yeah. That vibe yeah. is very much in the air. The weather's been beautiful. It does feel like yeah. summer is, is uh, racing headlong at us.
0: Yes, absolutely. As Memorial Day comes, the freeways and airports are are jam-packed. Full yeah. of folks headed for the mountains or the beach. Neighborhoods smell of charcoal, smoke, and burgers as families mm-hmm. and friends gather for cookouts. Ah, uh, uh, The neighborhood doesn't smell like weed. Okay. <laughs> That's- doesn't usually happen. It's more of a family affair. Yep, fine. Uh, I'm with you.
1: I got, I got yep. you. I got you.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, kids get increasingly antsy going back to school because there's only a week or two left before they're finally free from pencils and books and teachers' dirty looks. Mm-hmm. And for millions of American kids, somewhere between 6.5 million and 26 million annually, annually depending on where you're getting your stats from, summer means camp sometimes Hmm. day camps where you go and play messy games and sports run out all your energy before being returned to your parents at the end of the day some family camps where everybody gets together for a week away doing recreational activities with other families I know you've done things like that with your fam before yeah uh
1: yeah we've been away to uh kind of um outdoorsy retreats yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, where there have been uh, school trips and excursions going on all around us, schools would right. come out day to day, and we'd go down to the canteen with the school kids and eat breakfast or whatever and go, you know, um, <laughs> kayaking or rappelling or whatever. Right, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do that, we do that, yeah, we do that often, it's a good laugh.
0: Yeah, then you also have your, your Christian camps full of... Camp
1: does fascinate me, though. I mean, yeah. it's it's something that I see in a load of movies. It's something I know you and I have watched in movies together. Was it Sleepaway yeah. Camp we saw recently? We
0: did um, watch Sleepaway Camp recently.
1: Uh, you know, Friday the 13th, God knows how many other uh, mm-hmm. movies, horror movies set in and around camp. Um, yep. But, you know, it's an alien principle to me, at least the way it's presented.
0: Right, and, and that which, brings which me that to... That we like,
1: don't do, that we simply don't do.
0: Yeah, the most iconic kind of camp the kind that you're thinking of from those kinds of movies the sleepaway camp yeah Uh, yeah yeah, a chance for for kids and teens to get away from their parents and feel a little autonomous for anywhere from a week to a month or more obviously a way to let parents keep going about going to work and things like that and Mm -hmm, not have their mm -hmm. kids at home during the summer uh there will be summer camp romances and unrequited loves, just like in the movies. Be friendships formed. Cooties, cooties
1: and, will and be shared.
0: Cooties shared. Will spread. And friendship drama. Hiking, yeah. swimming. All yeah. that stuff. Dance routines. Arts and crafts. Wiffle Ankles ball. Pranks. Will be exactly. All of those things <laughs> will be a part of the summer <laughs> camp experience. Idyllic as fuck. Mm. Or at least in theory. Uh-oh. What, what
1: are your experiences? You've been on camp yourself, yes? Obviously. I have
0: indeed been Surely. to camp myself. I love camp, yeah. <laughs> or I loved it at the time. I can't imagine now, like Pro as camp. an adult, that sounds it sounds horrible. I hate the idea of it. But, you know, when I was a teenager, I absolutely loved going away and not having my parents around and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It was the best, yeah.
1: I, yeah, I um, can see how it would be. I can see how it would be. Typically by yeah. a lake Typically, nice. Oh, yeah. You have to have either a river or a lake. If you don't
0: have something like that, like, what's Mm. even the point? Obviously.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess there are lots of examples of it going south. Are there lots of cases of it going right? Well, I'm
0: going to tell you about one. Please. One really horrific one. One terribly tragic one. I wouldn't cheer. It's really bad. It's terrible. I'll take it back. I'm going to tell you a terrible camp story right now. You
1: might cheer afterwards.
0: I don't think you will. Uh, in the summer of 1977, summer camp turned deadly for three Girl Scouts in Locust Grove, Oklahoma. Mm. And as a Girl Scout myself, who loved Girl Scout camp, it's a particularly sad tale to me as I can kind of put myself in their shoes on Did that you say Locust Grove? Camp. Locust Grove, Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't sound super picturesque.
1: But no, it doesn't. We'll it's lovely, it. perfect name for it.
0: No, there is a Hulu documentary about this, and I cannot stress enough that it is not worth your time. It's called, like, okay. the Oklahoma Girl Scout Murders or something like that, and I think I talked about this when I watched it. It shoehorns Kristen Shenawith into it because she was from around there and, like like, was supposed to go to the camp, but then mm. she got sick and didn't go, and, like, I think one of the girls who died... Her mom was her teacher or something like that. So she's like vaguely connected to it. <laughs>
1: okay. um,
0: and it's honestly, it's just kind of like gross and exploitative. And Tell and me
1: again, weird. where in the States this was?
0: Uh, this is Oklahoma.
1: Oklahoma. Okay. I don't yes. really have, don't really have any concept of what that might be like. It's the South okay. Dust
0: bowly area. Okay. Um, rural.
1: Hot. Rural.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is where my husband's white side of his family is from. I see. Um, But yeah, so it's night. Oh, like I said, yeah, I would avoid this documentary. There, you can just read about this, and it's more respectful (laughs) than watching that documentary. That's what
1: you do, isn't it? You tell the real story. You tell the real truth about an event. Right. You 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 get to the straight fucking. It just feels like. Straight jive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't need. All this, like, weird editorializing on things that happened to real people and, like, making it about some, like, theater kid, you know? (laughs) Like, let's just make it about what happened. Um, So, like I said, it's June of 1977. um, But the events that happened that day, in hindsight, seem to have actually been portended over the course of several months. Kind of like the story you told a few weeks ago about the strange occurrences that led up to the Hinterkaifeck murders. Mm Mm-hmm. This was sort of what was happening here. There were some incidents that were kind of benign. Signs. Yeah, they were like obnoxious and unsettling, but like not a big deal. So like a tent was slashed open, for example. Um, People were saying that personal items of theirs were going missing. Uh, People reported hearing strange noises in the distance. It's obviously the wilderness, though. So strange and disconcerting noises aren't That's
1: what, yeah, super part uncommon. Of it. Mm.
0: Yeah, right. If you've ever heard foxes doing just about anything, you know. Yeah, it yeah, could yeah. Um, Off putting uh, shit.
1: Camped quite a bit as a kid. Yes. Mm. And uh, the sound of a sheep coughing <laughs> is literally identical to the sound of a human coughing. Right? You'll hear no! <laughs> in the middle of the night. Uh, no way! I've never heard a sheep cough percent. before. Uh, man, anyone who's camped and is here to sheep cough. Uh, oh, <laughs> it, it sounds like a bloke. It sounds like a fella coughing right outside your tent. Um, no way. So yeah, that's hilarious. I, I dig. I get that.
0: Yeah, uh, that would be extremely disconcerting. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, these kinds of things were happening. And, you know, you could kind of attribute it to whatever. But one counselor found a box of donuts that had been overturned. And in the place where the donuts had been, in the box, mm. they sound, found several pages from what they called a tiny steno notebook. And the first several pages simply had the word kill written on them repeatedly. Uh-oh. And on the last page was a note that read, We are on a mission to kill three girls in tent
1: one. Yo.
0: Yeah. So the note was, at the time, waved off as a simple prank, if one in very bad taste. Getting out. Supposedly. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. I mean, <laughs> that's a terrible prank, if that's a prank. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, I guess you can imagine that that is something that, like, a young person might do, not realizing, yeah, sure. like, how horrific that is. Um, but uh, supposedly several girls confessed to having written the note. Um, Although in later court proceedings, it'd be questioned whether they'd just done so under duress because, like, you know, they were being pushed to and eventually Mm. just gave in. Um, Either way, on June 12th, they would find out that it it definitely hadn't been a prank, but a warning. So it was a thunderstormy night and strange things started happening in the middle of the night, like really (sighs) strange things. Uh, And the night was a particularly dark one. Like what? What was going on? I'm going to tell you.
1: Please do. <laughs> you thought I was just
0: going to leave it at that? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just, just weird un- shit went on. Anyway. Weird fucking stuff went down. You know. <laughs> Have you ever no heard this podcast, Mark? <laughs> it's no time to explain.
0: It's I feel like my cold strange. opens are often characterized by <laughs> me clearly <laughs> setting up something yeah, and yeah, you yeah. being like, Okay, but what happened?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Have you ever seen that tweet about the guy who's like sitting behind a couple going to see the thing? And the girl asks why they're shooting at the dog. (laughs) And the guy's like, have you ever seen a movie before? The information is revealed to you (laughs) as it goes on. Um, I'm going to reveal this information to you, Mark.
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent.
0: (laughs) So particularly dark night that night. Uh, One girl had written in her diary that evening, quote, it was the darkest dark I had ever known. I couldn't tell if my eyes were open or shut. I've totally had that feeling before. Have you completely. ever felt that? like, yes, Where you're completely. just kind of like, there's no up difference. You your right in front of your face. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and, right. Yeah, invisibility. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. So I can completely put myself in this. Also, I remember one time at Girl Scout camp, it was like this exact setup, the same kind of tents and everything, where it's just kind of like mm. a board with a big thing draped over it and like a huge thunderstorm outside, no lights anywhere, all of that kind of stuff, and it being dark and scary and all that. So... The scene uh, is very would much you, set for me here. Would
1: you try and shit one another up? Would you tell each other
0: Oh, absolutely
1: tales? Yeah,
0: uh, 100%. Would you yeah. sh- perhaps
1: shave off one of your friend's eyebrows? No. No? <laughs> absolutely not. That no. is a danger. In fact, uh, one year when we went on summer camp in school, uh, by, by which I mean like two nights. Sure, yeah. Uh, there was one lad who was so convinced he was going to get his eyebrows shaved off that he did one of them himself before <laughs> leaving he turned up with I one guess of that's his eyebrows That's one way shaved. to deal with it. You know what I mean. Fuck it. <laughs>
0: then he was just hoping someone would shave off the other one, so they'd grow back the same. <laughs> he thought he'd get the drop on people and right. see himself. Incredible. Mm. No, I don't think generally girls disfigure one another. I think that's like a bridge too far. <laughs> uh,
1: it's only—it it's, could turn into a disfiguring, couldn't it? If there's—if it turns into an altercation.
0: Well, right, yeah. I think generally you just don't like try to like fuck with someone's appearance in a way that like can't no, be fixed in that. the morning by like wiping makeup off or something. I'm sure it like wouldn't. Yeah, that.
1: I'm sure it wouldn't happen. You know, in 2023.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're um, gonna raise I, it yeah. to camp with you. Yeah. I would also say, you know, I've said before that like my coastal upbringings also make it so that like I never had like the horrendous click experiences that a lot of people. Okay had in high school. so like people didn't really do just like straight, mean shit to each other. <laughs> good, where well, I that's nice. that's good to hear, yeah, so no. But we would absolutely like tell scary stories to each other and things like that and make ourselves like freaked out and whatnot. Um, which kind of plays into this. Uh, and then I'll get there. Um so one cu- counselor heard what was described, and I hate this phrase is just so eerie, as a strange guttural moaning coming Ooh. from outside of her tent. Uh, but when she went to investigate, she didn't find anything unusual. Like any of us probably would, she assumed it was probably just an animal. Uh, but other campers... Mind heard if I try
1: and recreate what that might have sounded like? Sure. Say the words again, what did it sound like? It was a...
0: Strange, guttural moaning.
1: All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs>
0: <sighs> I feel like I'm imagining it much more like... That's like a haunting kind of thing, which I would then assume was like someone fucking with me. I'm yeah, thinking okay. more of like, like Haunted. some, like an animal dying kind of. Thing. <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to, I, I don't know, maybe like a gurgle to it, like. A <laughs> <laughs> kind of that.
1: I sure, don't know. Yeah, I, something like that. Yeah. What do you think, um, listeners?
0: Yeah, <laughs> please, if you've got a guttural moan you would like to mm. propose for us, ah.
1: feel free. But,
0: I mean, this is whatever it conjures for you, it's kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, other campers also heard the moaning, uh, and about an hour after that, around 2.30 a.m., a camper awoke to her tent flap being pushed open with a flashlight.
1: Oh oi, oi, hello?
0: But that didn't, you know, didn't go anywhere. I guess the person left. Take your, uh, your hands
1: off my tent flaps.
0: <laughs> come on. <laughs> At 3 a.m. a camper heard a scream from another tent And another camper heard the sounds of someone crying for their mother Thanks. And being, you know, children though They simply went back to sleep A little freaked out but having no idea what they should do It's like how when you're a kid and you think there's a monster under your bed You just sort of like, or like in your room You just sort of pull the blankets up over mm-hmm. your eyes Or you turn your back to it and, and try to fall back asleep
1: You'd like, enjoy the movie Skin a Rink it deals with that kind of theme you'd enjoy it
0: yeah sure (laughs) no it doesn't because the kids aren't scared of what's going on so it's nothing like (laughs) this (laughs) kids are just happily walking around Fucking (laughs) um but yeah it's like is that going to stop a monster from eating you if it exists no but what Mm -hmm. else are you supposed to do it's sort of an out of sight out of mind hopefully situation Um, one girl, reflecting back as an adult, said she convinced herself that it was just the sound of girls having fun. Like, you know, if you were telling scary stories to one another and then maybe squealing or something like that. Yep. Um, having been in the tent right next to the victims, that woman now describes having had immense survivor's guilt and having blocked out some of the memories of that event, you know. The The fact that you say victims. What do you mean?
1: How many are we talking? Three. Oof, yo.
0: Yeah and i'm not going to get into the gruesome details of what ended up happening here because obviously we're Maybe not in the
1: in Maybe a little no
0: we're talking about like sexual assault of children
1: uh, all right okay okay, okay. Yeah. Said. not like
0: okay. not a fun kind of thing yeah we're not in the habit of describing Enough. that kind of stuff um <laughs> so but the next day one of the counselors woke up to a horrific sight Um, Near a tree, she saw the body of one of the girls clearly dead and brutalized atop her sleeping bag. The other two girls who had been in the tent weren't immediately visible. Mm. But after running for help, when they came back, it was discovered that their bodies had been shoved into the bottom of one of their sleeping bags. Mm. So just sort of, you know, discarded horribly. Um, in that way they were also like dragged to that location that was not where they were killed they were likely killed inside of their tent which would explain you know probably the guttural moaning the crying for the mother the screaming all of that stuff this was all basically just like unfolding in a tent with all the other girls and counselors feet feet away. away from what was happening um Yes. Yeah, so according to uh, the website, the lineup there was a ton of evidence left behind. They wrote, You'd think, quote, "Wouldn't you? You'd think that yeah. they would
1: be absolutely littered with." Yeah. Like there's. And... How could there not be? Yeah. 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 Um, uh,
0: they wrote, "Quote: A large red flashlight was found atop the bodies. And while there was a fingerprint on the lens, it was too smudged to be identified. Newspaper was stuffed into the casing to prevent the batteries from rattling." Uh, which I forgot was a thing. That's one of those, like, Mm. oh, yeah, that was a thing, wasn't it? (laughs) Um, Great care taken
1: on the the part of this fucking deviant.
0: Yeah, who'd clearly planned it, right, if he left a note a month beforehand or whatever. Um, The girl's tent was covered in blood, and in that blood was the print of a a nine-and-a-half-sized shoe. A larger search of the 400-acre camp turned up duct tape, rope, and women's eyeglasses, a nearby cave showed signs that someone had been living there, and newspapers discovered there matched the issue that stuffed the flashlight. Mm. Words were scrolled across the wall cave wall, declaring, quote, The killer was here. Bye-bye, fools. 77 6
1: Scrolling in what blood?
0: I don't think so. I think it just, you know, whatever. <laughs> Chalk, I don't know, yeah. pen, sharpie. Feces could be, yeah. Didn't specifically say what it was written in. Didn't just say it
1: wasn't feces.
0: I mean, that probably would have come up. It's probably yeah. just pen or something. Um, but what followed ended up being the largest manhunt in Oklahoma history. Mm. It was a 10-month endeavor that didn't end until April of 1978. Keep in mind, this happened in June of 1977. All evidence pointed to a violent rapist named Gene Leroy Hart who had escaped from jail in 1973, Mm. four years earlier. He'd been on the lam for four years. Uh, And he'd been there doing time for the kidnap and rape of two pregnant women and was currently facing burglary charges. I guess
1: remaining disappeared was easier back then.
0: Yeah. Two degree? Yeah, like definitely. I mean, he was clearly, at least for a time, living in the cave near this camp and everything. Yeah. I but do say see raped two
1: pregnant women as well? Pregnant Son women, of a bitch.
0: yeah, just like fucking hell. And I can only imagine that, even though, as far as I know, he was never like charged with anything else. Like, if he couldn't hold it together, if he had such violent urges, sure, sure, sure. in that four years, he must have done yeah other things. But this living in is, a of cave, course, you say he was, yeah, at least for a time, he was Lushy. in this yeah, cave yeah. near the the Girl Scout um, camp, and over the course of four years. Yeah, I mean, this is someone clearly horrifically violent. Um, The tricky thing, though, was that he was a member of the Cherokee Nation, um, and his indigenous status, of course, brought up a lot of issues around race and around tribal jurisdiction. Community members believed that he was being scapegoated and that he was an easy target because he was indigenous. Mm. Uh, The Cherokee Tribal Council donated $12,500 to his defense fund. And when he was arrested, his public defender recalled him saying, quote, I want you to know one thing, I didn't kill those Girl Scouts. And many believed him in spite of his past. Uh, in fact, he was eventually tried for the crimes and was acquitted by a unanimous jury decision in 1979. Which is, I mean, I feel what like- to say
1: the, his other crimes were? Sorry, did you mention it?
0: Burglary and kidnapping, and rape of pregnant
1: women. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. of course.
0: And, and to be clear, um he was never getting out of jail if he had not escaped Mm. for it he was sentenced to something like 300 years uh for those rapes um and you know so that was (laughs) that's kind of a non-issue in this whole thing so him being acquitted for these particular murders Mm. like didn't mean that then he was like roaming free out to go Mm. yeah murder willy-nilly he was not getting out um and in fact, ended up dying uh, in the prison yard, like not long after that. I think it was in 1979, Good. Good as here. well. Good to know. <laughs> right? Yeah. I hope it was painful. Yeah. Um, but it's. I think it's an interesting sort of moment too, because like obviously, uh, it's such like a tense thing because truly you have like the issue of the fact that like indigenous people were an easy scapegoat and you Mm -hmm. didn't have access to the internet like me to sit here and go like look at what he did before (laughs) like this is everything points to this and this is like a deeply horrible violent Mm. man Mm. you know who's really not deserving of your benefit of the doubt here you know (laughs) like let him go through a trial um and Yeah, he doesn't deserve your defense money here, considering what he did. But, you know, at the time, not having this kind of access and things like that, it was... People had every reason to believe that he was being strung up for this. You know, that it was like, oh, they needed someone. Like, clearly this was a, you know, a heinous crime that someone had to answer for. Uh, Why not just pick up... Yeah, why not just pick up the nearest indigenous guy and, you know, make him the face of it? Uh, But... Obviously, now that there is DNA, there wasn't, like, a ton that they could salvage from this. But in 2019, the people of Mays County raised $30,000 to conduct DNA testing. Uh, And it was found that not only did it strongly suggest his involvement, but it also ruled out every other suspect that they had in the books. So...
1: as far as we know yeah Yeah,
0: as far as we know that is who did it and he died in prison shortly after committing this
1: murdered in prison i assume
0: no he i think he had a heart attack Oh, okay yeah a medical emergency of some kind
1: you know it's fertile ground like i said earlier on for horrors that come out of the night yeah
0: exactly i think this is you know I don't think anyone has ever made a movie that like explicitly played off of this, but I do think that, that particular this case. happening, yeah, mm. this happening for sure, had to have sort of spur a lot of that like period of camp horror movies, right? Like even if they didn't well, specifically do three girls killed in the night, it was a, it was certainly putting people on edge about the safety of going. Crystal to Lake to is coming up. To Crystal
1: Lake is coming soon. That does seem to be happening. You know what I mean? Which. It's True, by nature, is going to have to be based around you'd think the camp, wouldn't you?
0: That's true. I was thinking of taking my dear guests from England to the ah, yes. Camp Crystal Lake, but we have other things. Ooh, here is I'm it
1: reachable easy. from where you are then? That would be cool. Oh, yeah,
0: it's like 45
1: minutes from here. Okay, write that down. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, if, if I <laughs> when we get you it, out here, if I, if I, we'll go to Camp Crystal Lake. Lake. Uh, just briefly, my list, my bucket list for America is Camp Crystal Lake would be fantastic. Uh, you probably know these anyway Freddy's house you know Nancy's house Mm -hmm. Uh, the Ghostbusters Ghostbusters exactly 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 exactly. Um, I think those are just those three are they doable in a couple of days
0: the Nightmare on Elm Street house is on the other side of the country (laughs) but you could definitely uh, take care of get a greyhound (laughs) if you've got a week totally
1: let me quote directly from my notes if I may
0: yes please do
1: Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene.
0: I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science.
1: Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm fucking, (laughs) I'm gonna leg it.
0: You know how I feel about that, Mark.
1: I think you feel great about it. You've done it again, haven't you? You've made that choice again. You've made that call. You've made that decision. To hit play, you've come to us once again here on Jack mm. of all graves. Uh, just to kick us off, you know that sometimes Corrigan, I quite enjoy uh, dedicating an episode to a particular category of our listener base, a particular category of our fan base, don't I? I like to single people out and dedicate episodes to them. That's um, true. Our fan base, of course, is varied and far reaching and ever growing, ever booming. Right now, in particular, I think you, do, you you said, haven't you, that we're in a boom period currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, with hundreds of new listeners a week. Uh, but this week's episode is dedicated to you if you have a full scorecard, right? If you, either if you've been with us from the beginning or mm. if you joined us halfway but went back to the beginning and finished off and went through this all, you know, did a little bit of a marathon. Uh, sure. This one, this one is all for you. If you've got every single one of our... How many episodes this week, Corrigan, is it, please?
0: 139?
1: Holy balls! 139 <laughs> episodes. If you can uh, tick your box 139 times, then we see you, <laughs> we love you, we're grateful for you, and welcome. Thrice blessed art thou. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
0: I don't know why I'm spacing on who it was, because it's someone obvious, I think, um, but... There's someone who like followed us and you you know dedicated an episode to them oh, yeah. or whatever one week. I oh man, I wish I could even remember what it was. I I would know if I could remember who it was. But anyway,
1: yeah. we've had a couple of they, new uh, two new Facebook um, uh, group yes, members. Yes, but this weeks, person, so big kisses to you if that's you.
0: Yeah, this person, uh, just like two or three weeks ago, got to that episode <laughs> where we <laughs> welcome them on board, planting
1: little seeds. Yeah, just planting <laughs> yeah. little seeds into the past. For you, to, uh, for you to discover.
0: Yeah, which is kind of fun. I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's always, there's always a chance that we may mention you yep. by name if you talk to yep. us in things. And then when you go and you're listening to back episodes, you're like, that's me. Like I said,
1: uh, uh, on the watch along graphic, it's not parasocial. It's not a parasocial relationship. True. If you actually reach out to us and befriend us.
0: Exactly. Uh, and hang <laughs> out with us
1: because we enjoy it when you do that. And that just legitimizes everything, doesn't it? If you, yeah, If you speak to us.
0: So I have Joag friends stalky. staying in my house this Insane. week. Insane.
1: They're not there now, now, are they?
0: No, right now they are in Brooklyn, wandering around, living their best lives, yeah. uh, petting cats and things like that. But yes, nice. they will be here tomorrow. And I am very excited about that.
1: Yeah, so am I. I look forward to picks. I'm sure you've been a fantastic host so far, haven't you? You've only seen me for...
0: <laughs> I do my best, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to add something to your cold open from last week.
1: Yes, so, please do, please do. Let me last just uh, cast my mind back. I think yes. it was. Uh, 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 no, you'll have to remind me. Go on. <laughs> I had it. I had it earlier. It's completely gone.
0: Yeah, last week's episode, you began by talking about the Circleville letters, the mysterious yes, Circleville course, course, letters. Um, a case if... I quite
1: enjoyed. A case I quite enjoyed learning about.
0: Yeah, a pretty wild case. A in wild which case. Yeah. Uh, people were getting letters and a sort of blocky text. Widespread. Uh, from someone went on
1: for fucking decades.
0: Yeah, making threats, uh, trying, saying they were going to expose information mm-hmm. about people. Assertions, assertions, um,
1: allegations.
0: Yes, a- and, the, and you did say someone was arrested Indeed. for what happened um, here. And yet that it's still sort of like an open thing, mm-hmm. like that people aren't convinced of I don't of think it.
1: there's a, an absolute consensus, a, a, a complete... A yeah, cord there everyone, is. From everyone. Oh, there is. Okay. <laughs> so, right. okay. Cool. I cool, mean, cool, cool. obviously, cool. Cool. like <laughs> you
0: said, the the internet has not come to a consensus on this. Facts okay. have come to a consensus.
1: Facts have convened, on have And the jury uh, is in.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> the. Uh, in this, so what I did afterwards was that there just happened to have been an episode of 2020 this year mm-hmm. that. Wrapped it up. That kind of revisited this and was like, good, here's good, good, good. You know,
1: I got the impression during that call open that you were somewhat skeptical of just extremely. how widespread and, uh, you know, and that time people and wouldn't area. know. Yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah. was my, does, my does big thing. is what you've seen
1: since reset that, or do you? It do validates
0: this? what I said. I knew okay. they had to know who this was. Okay. Um, so in this story,
1: I love uh, how you see, you see the real story behind the story. Don't you? That's <laughs> what you do. You see the story behind the fucking story. You're intrepid yeah. is what you are. <laughs> intrepid.
0: Good old intrepid, Corrigan. You're intrepid. In your story here, right, the central targets were a specific woman um, yep. and the principal, the school of
1: governor, yeah, like the superintendent, the whatever, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: of the school who um, superintendent. The letters.
1: Super Nintendo charmers.
0: Yes. Exactly. Um, the letters had said that they were having an affair with uh-huh. each other. Um, she was a bus driver. I remember that right. She was a bus driver. Yes. Uh, and over the course it any of more this obvious <laughs> over the course of this sort of whatever you want to call it incident campaign. um campaign, that's a good way of putting it. There was someone who was very angry mm. about this transgression between them. Um this basically turned out to be these like close friends of the family or a close friend. It was a married couple who basically idolized um, the woman and her husband. Over all and, that time,
1: you know, all that time, you would have seen somebody posting a fuck ton of letters, wouldn't you?
0: Well, exactly. So his wife
1: <laughs> yeah. said
0: oh, okay. to the police, like, I found letters in the toilet. Uh, and, but of course, this is like the eighties, the seventies and eighties, and they were getting a divorce Mm. and, uh, people were like, oh, that's just a scorned woman. She's trying to get him in trouble for something (coughs) he didn't do. Right. (laughs) 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 Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he got arrested for this, eventually charged, sent to prison for this. And as you pointed out, letters did come to him in prison in the same blocky font.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: All evidence, including how you had said the gun belonged to him, uh-huh. right? This was the guy that the gun was traced to because it was his gun. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. All evidence points to him. And they later brought in like, you know, handwriting specialists and things like this to blindly analyze. Graphologists. This. Is that what you call that? He has a very know. specific way of writing like ease and yeah. things like that that are like unmistakable. And he does that whether he's writing normally or mm. in these letters, even though he was trying to hide his, okay. Uh, okay. his script and stuff then. like that. Pretty then. Yeah, it's like all the evidence pointed to him. It's in his handwriting. The gun <laughs> was his. Like It was him, right. It was this guy. But okay. of course, you know, people didn't want to believe that. What I thought was hilarious uh, about this as well was that, you know, the, <laughs> the woman and the principal guy... Um, started dating after her husband died and yeah i like that i like that they ended well, up well they claimed they that they started i think they're dead now okay. um but yeah they claim they started dating I they afterwards i have a feeling they actually were having an affair mm. and then just like came, like because it was like shortly after the husband yeah. died uh but yeah so just to say there is A pretty clear answer to what happened there. It's just more fun for the internet to speculate that.
1: I think we should name your cold opens. We should name your segments uh, The Story Behind the Story with Corrigan (laughs) Evanson. Because that's what you deliver. That is what you regularly deliver. The truth behind.
0: I should have a show. They should put me on NBC with that shit.
1: Behind the Story with Corrigan (laughs) Evanson.
0: Indeed. It'd be be great. Um, Mark!
1: Hello.
0: I. Um, I guess we were hit with some bad news this week. We were? Uh, yeah, about your internet presence.
1: <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about that then? Do you want to chat about that? Should we go straight into that? Because it's been quite a week, right? I've had quite... It has been quite a week, yeah. I've had quite a week. Uh, I've had a, like, a legitimate illness, which I can talk more yeah. on now. You were, like, really a sick. Bit later. I was hugely sick. I was hugely... Yeah. Uh, just a vomiting sickness, uh, which mm. took me out of action from work for a day. And that was a day of solid <laughs> vomiting. And then maybe two, three days after of not being at all in balance, just being completely off my game, not sleeping properly. Yeah. Uh, sick. But that first day was violent. Right. Yeah. Like in the morning being sick while Laura was in the bathroom brushing her teeth. I'm on the floor, just this mass <laughs> oh, of fucking God. jelly uh, retching <laughs> into the toilet. Vile. I she got... could brush her teeth while you were doing that. Oh, hey, we've been married.
0: No, I that's not a marriage thing. I will oh. throw up if someone looks like they're going to throw up. If someone <laughs> oh, gags yeah, hard enough, yes, 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 I will yes. she does enjoy it. <laughs> she will
1: retch and she did retch um, <laughs> Especially but, with a yeah. toothbrush.
0: I gag myself with my toothbrush just about every day, so I'm just yeah, imagining so just so like do, a so mess, so mess. I like to, I
1: like to brush the roof and the back and the kind of Yeah, you gotta get uh, like the ovula? back of your tongue and everything. Yeah, yeah. Little bee- or
0: or as it. they call it on Full House, the courage
1: hangy ball. There we go. I, but I digress. Uh, that took me out of action for a day. That was a day off work and a few shaky days afterwards, like I've said. Yeah. Um, do you, So I've got two theories on how I got that illness, by the way. One of them is <laughs> quite grim.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, that have makes I, sense. Have I ever
1: spoken about the poon life on Joag before? The, did about sorry, it? Maybe the what? When, did I speak about it when we were out, you and Alan, you and I were, were out with Alan and Del in Oxford a few weeks back?
0: Poon No. Oh, Uh, yes! But go on.
1: There we go, right. So super quick. Um, Sometimes the toilet gets blocked. (laughs) Peter in particular is terrible for doing it because he excretes colossal uh, (laughs) uh, pieces of matter, right? Just gigantic. And you flush and you flush and you flush and it doesn't go anywhere. It's just jammed diagonally down (laughs) the toilet. So uh, I get called upon to craft from a a drinks bottle, an empty drinks bottle, what we've come to call a poo knife, which is a Mm. bladed... Disposable bladed implement that you can just use to cut <laughs> the uh, the offending matter into sections. You can then flush the chain, get rid of it. This one took. This is see, like on. this
0: is why I can never be a parent, Mark. <laughs> oh
1: look, nope. You just there shall it. be no blue anyway, knife. This led to the toilet being blocked. It filled up with horrific water, and I swear to Christ, by this point it was like gravy. It was horrible. It was just but... vile. And I'm wondering if some of that maybe got into a pore or in my mm, eye or something like mm. that. And yeah, that could definitely me... do it. Exactly. Like a set sent me crook for a few days, something like mm-hmm. that. Right? Uh, scenario number two. I was in London on uh, it was Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember which. And went to a Starbucks. I was hungry. It was very hot. I need to rest. I had emails I need to send, blah, blah, blah. Now, I queued. I got a coffee and an almond croissant. The case with the croissants, in it was fly blown, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't see a fly particularly on the croissant that I was given, but there were flies in that case. And who's to say one didn't land on my <laughs> pastry before it was given to me? Maybe I ate a fly blown, uh, a fly blown pastry, and maybe that's what got me sick. Whatever the uh, kind of angle of ingress was, whatever mm. the route of administration was, I was on my ass. I was yeah. on my fucking haunches, mate. Right? <laughs> cold, hot, cold, vomiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible, horrible, absolutely vile. So there was that. And then there was Twitter. <laughs> and then there was Twitter. Uh, yes. How you, you saw how long that account had been in action was it 14 years did you say or something similar
0: i estimated it had to be a i think we joined twitter around the same time and i'm something going like 14 towards years. 15 years this year so i'm gonna say around 14 years
1: and it's been suspended on a permanent basis deadman 97 at deadman so i almost sad. i feel kind of wistful about this i won't lie yeah deadman 97 that, that was my name that is my name
0: yeah exactly that is you know what I'm that's saying. you everywhere it's,
1: it's my name exactly exactly yeah so I
0: mean, was it for the tweet about Tories?
1: It was indeed for the tweet about Tories. Uh, they were good enough to email me what the tweet was.
0: You had to, have, when he's, you tweeted he's... that, you had to have kind of seen that coming, right? Yeah,
1: I did. Really, I did. But I, I, which my was soul needed to say it. My heart needed to say it. I had. Yeah, to give if you want to explain to what it was that you said, it was on your... uh, Suella Braverman had just been finished honking over her latest massive fucking dog whistle. I think she said something along the lines of white people should not be ashamed. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I agree and that's a, a single quote out of context I don't really know what the context of the speech was but that in and of itself that phrase is, was a massive dog whistle and I said that I'd, it needed saying quote kill the Tories and no kill all Tories yes, end quote. Was kill all race, yeah. uh, just to digress a little bit since having the account banned and it is banned by the way it's perma banned yeah. uh, I sent two appeals off and I can read there I can give you rank and file if you want I can give you exactly this is what ink said
0: yeah, this is incredible to me, by the way, because I just feel like all the time I'm reporting, like you know, twitters that are like "kill Jews" and all these kinds of things like that, and they're like, "Well, this is yeah, fine," yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. then that is too far. Interestingly, to
1: from a lot of from a lot of corners, I had similar sentiment to, "Ah, well, it was always going to happen. It was always going." It's like you, and I don't really get that, right? I see, well, yeah, I, you I don't, don't really, really
0: tweet anything that's that inflammatory. It's quite
1: benign these days. Yeah. Like, I'll tweet about you wrestling. Tweet, I'll tweet about computer yeah. games.
0: You may tweet something uh, off color or like whatever, yeah, but not like
1: you know. You're not shy about dropping me a little message. You go, Mark, maybe you might want to rethink that one, friend. <laughs> I do, maybe do that. One's yeah. Just a, maybe delete that. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Mark. You've done that on more than one occasion, and I've been happy to <laughs> rethink it. So here's the tweet. Um, yep. absolutely honking that dog whistle. Jesus wept. No, what? Fuck it. Let's just get it said. Kill all Tories. That was the tweet that finally did for me. Deadman 97, 15 or so years of... And uh, there was a, a definite grief curve when it mm-hmm. happened. You know, the stages of grief, the fucking change curve and whatever. There were definite mm-hmm. stages to the uh, to the day how it went. Firstly, uh, when I sent my first appeal off and it was like, oh, please, can you reinstate my account? Look, I'll delete the tweet. And they just came back with, we will not be... Oh, I was going to read it out, wasn't I? Here we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your account, Deadman97, has been suspended for violating the Twitter rules. Specifically, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, no, that isn't the one. Wait a sec. Get <laughs> this bit out. Wait, what, they said, what they said anyway was, we will not be sus- re- reinstating your account at the end. Yeah. And I started off thinking, all right, I start, there was surprise, firstly. Right. Then there was a nice calm. There was a headspace. There was, all, there was almost, well, do you know what? That's fine. I'm not going to fucking... I'm not even gonna right. go back to them.
0: It's probably for the best.
1: It's probably for the best. All I did was complain about it. I posted nothing of note. To you know, it's it's to no avail. Um, but then that was immediately followed and superseded by what do I do with all these silly little thoughts? Then, mm-hmm. what do mm-hmm. I do with my thoughts? What do I do with my silly thoughts? These yeah. silly things that I think. Um, what am I supposed to do? Not write them down and publicize them? No, obviously not. So I've gone back to Twitter. -hmm. I'm now dead as 97, just like it sounds. D E A D E R S 97. Give me a follow if you did before. Give me a follow if you haven't before. My silly little thoughts. And what this what I I I am. I I did want to make sure that I said was I haven't done my first tweet from dead as 97 yet.
0: It's a it's a big decision.
1: It is. I won't be able to hold out very long. I'll 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 probably have it done tonight. But if anything occurs to you, my (laughs) co-host, or if there's a particular zinger from this episode. (coughs) Yeah. Uh, that we think might make there. A good first tweet.
0: I think it would be yeah, something Joag related would be great.
1: Um no maybe worries. not kill all Tories. Let's maybe not. Let's Although, not do that. Uh I didn't say that I don't stand by it.
0: Well, right. Yeah. I mean I <laughs> that's not the point. No. Uh this is it's just like Dan consistently getting banned for keeping on saying cunt. <laughs> just yes. refusing to not say cunt um, on
1: Twitter. It did make me kind of wonder, right? You, uh, Twitter has changed. There's no way. There's no two oh, ways about yeah. it. The Twitter experience yeah. has changed. How yes. would you categorize what Twitter was when it was at its best in in the time that you were on it in your during your tenure on the site? How would you describe it at its best? And when was when would that have been?
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question because I was like a little bit like not so early adopter as like the people who were on it like 2004 or whatever when sure. it was nothing, but like pretty, pretty early adopter whatever. in that like. Yeah, there was a thing on there that like Ashton Kutcher brought a lot of people to okay. Twitter, kind of legitimized Twitter, and you could look up if you were there before Ashton. I was there before Ashton. I was uh, one of the top one hundred tweeters in Portland for a while. Uh-huh. Um, like I, you know, so I've been there for a while. I have great memories of the whole thing. I feel like, like at its best, was probably around like 2009, 2010, 2011. Like in that. Mm. vicinity, honestly, anywhere in that sort of like early 2010s phase, 2010 to 2014-ish, pre- Trump and all that kind of stuff before it was like really. Way
1: before Trump, way pre Trump.
0: Yeah. Like, and it was a place where you could get news and stuff like that, but it didn't exactly feel like everything that. was like flatly political and like it, ragey. It was,
1: at its best, it was an information engine, right? Exactly. It you always matter. knew
0: everything first. Exactly. If you before were on the Twitter. news, before you would see it in, in the paper yeah. or on the
1: TV news. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, if you were following you the right people, remember. it was, you know, unfiltered, immediate, authentic, instant. Right. obviously you have to learn to sift through the fucking horse shit but they but- also
0: did like you know their algorithm and the people working there and stuff like that did their mm. best also to contextualize things so that when you did like okay something's going on yeah. the top thing if you looked at the trend for it would be like a news article or someone near the source or something like that so they tried mm. to have like legitimate shit before you got into like people
1: yes yes
0: you know, talking like crazy about stuff. On top of that, at that point, I think, like, there was so much, like, Twitter felt very inside jokey, it felt like it had its own sort of language and community and things like that, um, that, (laughs) I don't know, it didn't...
1: Hashtag follow Friday.
0: Yeah, hashtag follow Friday. It just didn't feel as if, like, I think now it feels like there's so much rallying around, like a main character that everyone hates or, like, you know, rage, whatever. And that's on purpose. Elon has said that the algorithm is meant to bring the things that cause people to rage because it causes people to tweet more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And I don't feel like that was what was, like, promoted yeah. before. You that was,
1: again, you could, you could kind of get what you wanted out of it. Yes. You could just use it to blow smoke up celebrities' asses. You could mm-hmm. just use it to... Perve and, and be a fucking creeper, you know what I mean. Be a fucking wrong <laughs> yeah. and a deviant, uh, or right. you could use it as an info mine, you know, as right. an info fucking live, always updating, always live information engine. And those were the days, my friend. We thought it'd yeah. never end.
0: And there's no, yeah, there's no information on Twitter anymore. When oh, something no, no, happens no, no, no. and you no. try to look it up, it's just a bunch of like blue check assholes dis- saying weird information
1: shit. Only that's the only thing that it's good for.
0: Yeah, and it's. You know, I would very much miss that. I keep hearing great things about, you know, as much as I hate Jack, you know, but I keep hearing great things about Blue Sky and like that. It feels like the inside Just jokey look, Twitter and the, give it, like
1: give it to me, give it to me. I um, want it I'm, so bad. I've never wanted it more.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's exactly Twitter in function, mm. but without the assholery of Twitter. So, but that I don't was know, that was my yeah. week
1: anyway. Dire illness.
0: Yeah, and then dire, dire, dire sickness,
1: a dire plague. Uh, And being suspended and going back to Twitter. Yeah, bank holidays turned out really well. Thank you, thank you. Oh, Uh, yeah, uh, bank holidays. You know, I am thank you for reminding me of that, but I am uh, delighted and humbled that so many people reached out to me through other channels and said, Oh, mate, you are coming back though, aren't you? Hey, you're coming back. So that was that (laughs) did happen a few times. And if you'd sent a message like that, thank you very much. Uh, Bank holidays worked out nicely. My family, my darling, delightful family who I love, have. (laughs) <laughs> taking a few days off uh, because it's half-term here. It
0: makes it sound like they took a few days off from From you. me, that's
1: right, specifically. <laughs> from the, no, We're on a break term. for a few days. Uh, so they've uh, gone off to Wales for a few days, leaving me on my own to uh, recoup fully, get myself back to myself and record Jack of all Graves, which Beautiful. I do with honour here for you this week today.
0: I love that. Mm. super cool. Which we also this week, um, you know, this past saturday had our watch along the first one in ages and it was Excellent. a delight as, as always. always yeah yeah as
1: always lovely lovely crowd
0: yeah we watched i know who killed me um mm. which uh i think i said last week someone had painted as a failed giallo and when you look at it that way you Just know exactly you gotta, what it is, this is yeah you kind of gotta give it a giallo that simply
1: credit. did not work that did not work at fucking, all nah um hey <laughs> I, it took me about a third of the way through it to r- realize where the trash was. It, it, <laughs> it did threaten to be an actual film. Yeah, there in the first there's like, minutes. yeah,
0: the first third of it, it's like, yeah, you know, this somewhere? might be good. <laughs> I'm kind of into this. Mm.
1: But then, then it's ba- not. Bah! no, trash. Yeah. Stumps. I mean, Trashy that that... fucking stump yeah. core.
0: That is one of <laughs> one of the things that, you know, you have to give it credit for, though, is that it does manage to invest you. Um, it takes yeah. itself completely seriously It does, po-faced uh, as shit Yeah, tries extremely hard At what it's doing uh, Even though it's doing it all wrong um, mm. And so, you know I respect the failure You know, it, it shot for the stars yeah.
1: How many times do I have to use The phrase noble failure, right? I will always right. go to bat I will always go to bat for a big swing mm-hmm. Even if it turns out to be like a swang <laughs> <laughs> Always... which it certainly was i got your back mate. yes
0: yeah i also wanted to bring up um just before we move on obviously last week we talked about ai um and mm. nick had some interesting insights if you can pull that mm. up on the twitter which you've probably scrolled away from now haven't you
1: uh, yes i have or have <laughs> i yes i have fill in oh no i've got it right here oh beautiful so, should i begin at the beginning thought provoking yeah, yeah, yeah. as always thanks both there will ultimately be a downside for the current winners of Capitalism Big C if we're no longer earning money to feed back into the system. So I wonder if that is the biggest spur for bringing in regulation or slowing development. I'm guessing there are also parallels with other phases of capitalism from the get-go of the Industrial Revolution through increased automation of manufacturing in the 20th century, as to job losses that have ultimately been covered by the rise of other industries. But that's always felt like the shift has also been picked up By the next generation of works, e.g. did many miners or shipbuilders in the UK actually end up in call centers? Does this just feel different as we're experiencing it firsthand and the future is yet to be known? That much I absolutely agree with.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, All we've got, we've got very strong indicators. You know, it's quite clear which way the wind is blowing on this. But we don't know where, you know anywhere near where the destination is. He continues. It does seem, though, this time, that the careers at risk are the ones that have been termed as creative. I completely agree with that mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, And would always need a human to do them. I guess replacing people with generative AI does remove that true creative element. But if it continues to make money, there's no problem.
0: Right. Um, And I think, you know, one of the interesting things in, in that sort of thread of thoughts that he had there... Uh, was the idea of like the miners, right, yes, and that like yes. the idea of like well things get yeah. replaced by something automation, else, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, automation.
0: Yeah. But then it's like, but did the miners end up in call centers? No, the next generation ended yeah. up with that. And I was thinking about that and the fact that like, yeah, when you think of mining communities <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. um, shipbuilding communities or things like that, often but the, the point, places. The where point these... I made last
1: week was it's it's the people who are now in the call centers. Who are going yeah. to be displaced they're, by AI? Right. So, where yeah. on earth are they going to kind of? Watch yeah, it? and it? you
0: think of like, think of na- like, so think of Wales, right? Like, you mm-hmm. see this in Wales all the time, like mining communities that are just like poor and like One that. The contact yeah.
1: center that I started to work in uh, about ten years ago, before getting this role in training, is hands down the biggest employer in the town that it's mm-hmm. situated. Right? They are by right by by head and shoulders the biggest employer in Merthyr Tydfil. Um, yeah. Oh that's and where my Welsh teacher lives there you go yes it is and you've said this before <laughs> but you know if AI sweeps through it just like we've just like you know it already has started to do I told you last week that there are you know tens of thousands of jobs shortly to go in my firm with right. AI yeah. cited as a big uh, driving factor yep. if AI blows through that town and that contact center closes uh, that yeah. is a hell of a lot of displacement hell of a lot of unemployment right and that's uh, the thing is uh, those people
0: aren't going to be immediately pushed into whatever the next thing is. So even if some other industry that humans can do comes in to take its place, you know, that generation is lost and it tends to. So Martha Tidwell may be then like essentially just dead forever. You know, like mining towns stay dead. Shipbuilding towns stay dead. People move out. They don't fix the town, Mm. you know. And so you end up with hugely impoverished areas as a result of this, that uh, stayed dead, you
1: know. has had a lot of focus and a lot of regeneration, though. It's a very different tone to the one it was when right. I worked there a decade ago. It's doing quite well. It's thriving. I want to shout that in out places other than
0: got... car- call centers.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I've got. <laughs> I know we've got a, a few listeners from Mirtha and the Vales in the surrounding areas. Yeah, I want yeah. to give them a shout out as well. Hey, boys! All right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, is doing yeah. all right. And yeah, yeah, that's not to say that
0: that particular... T- I don't know enough about that It wouldn't that become a smoking critter, say, you know what I mean? It would, it, yeah. would, it,
1: would, it would get by...
0: Yeah, but to say, like, places where, you know... But what are, like, you know, are those other industries AI-proof that are going on there, right? Like, what if all of those industries yeah. get taken over by AI? You end up with maybe those jobs will move to something else, but that generation is not going to be the ones who do that. They're trained mm. in a specific thing and that doesn't mean that they can easily jump to whatever else it is and that causes a huge economic depression.
1: Social kind of change that you and I have seen, just another one in our lifetimes we've seen so much, so much has changed and evolved and uh, just within our 40 odd years
0: (laughs) Well, not quite for me, but yes exactly
1: Mm. Um, (laughs) Has it been a good one for movies? It has actually, it's been a, a hell of a good week for movies
0: Okay, good. Yeah, let's talk about it. Wait
1: a second, I gotta check, but I'm pretty sure I've got two bangers to talk about.
0: Yeah, I know at least one of them. You were pretty enthusiastic about. I don't remember what else you watched.
1: Yes, (laughs) yeah, I've got two. Do you have any?
0: Uh, I don't think I have any bangers per se. Did we watch anything together? We watched wrestling together, but I don't think we watched. That was a
1: delight. Yeah, Uh, I I actually
0: only watched one movie this week. I watched. Um, Unhinged, the Russell Crowe movie that came out in 2020 about the oh. Road Rage movie, um, which I think both of us thought looked good at the time. We were like, oh, yeah, that's looks... Quite like
1: a, a Road Rager?
0: Yeah, and it's called Unhinged, and Roadcore. it certainly lives up to that. its name. I, I'm torn on my feelings about this movie because I think it's an expectation issue more than anything else. Um, mm. I was expecting it to be fun. Okay. And... It's not. I see, I see. It is deeply mean spirited and uh, <laughs> just awful Spiteful. and ten like good tense, Sounds which is great. It's really I mean, tense, you know. Yeah. Like I think I think you'd really like it. Um, Say it's it again. Totally unhinged. Unhinged. All right. Yeah. Um, so in it, Russell Crowe plays like sort of your aggrieved mediocre white man um, who, after a you know very silly incident at a traffic light in which a woman honks at him for um for not going when the light turned green after she's Mm. having a shitty day and all this kind of stuff uh and he tries to solicit an apology from her which she does not give um he then goes on to basically murder everyone she knows and loves (laughs) over the course of a day uh and Russell Crowe does this Russell Crowe. And I he's see. great. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. extremely menacing. He plays I quite this... like
1: him. I quite like Russell Crowe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And in this, I think the character he's playing, that's basically like, you know, the bits that you get from the things that he's talking about. He's clearly aggrieved from, you know, a divorce himself. He thinks that men get Grizzled. screwed over in, you know, he's like... Yeah, basically his take on things that chip white on his men, shoulder. Yeah, axe to grind. Yeah, white men are oppressed in society. White man on and the edge. This becomes like the thing that snaps him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it's. I think it's well made. Um, it's like I said, extremely tense. You're sitting there the entire time, just like gritting your teeth and all that kind of stuff. I just didn't enjoy it because I thought it was a different movie than it was, you know, like, I thought we were going to be more on his side, like a John Wick situation, instead of Uh him terrorizing just some poor mother trying to take her kid to school, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like... Not what you were expecting,
1: not what you were in in the market for.
0: Right, so if you know what you're going to watch going into Mm. it. I actually think it's quite good. It just was not the movie that I was expecting it to be.
1: Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Well, that can be quite nice. That can be quite pleasant, can't it?
0: Yeah, it wasn't pleasant. To have a curve, oh, I see.
1: (laughs) It was not. (laughs) Not not on this occasion, but it can be pleasant. It
0: can be, though, yeah. Sometimes it can be. Uh,
1: Let (laughs) me talk, if I may, about On the Count of Three. Okay. Um had a profound effect on me, an absolutely profound effect on me. What a great yeah, I've film. heard
0: great things about this one. Go on.
1: It is terrific. Um, and I would hope you're, you're going to go and watch it. So I'm going to try and sketch out uh, the, the, the plot and then go in depth on my, on my thoughts. But it was terrific. I'm not going to reveal anything in detail because I really would love you to watch this movie. Um, two lifelong friends, two childhood friends, both in dire straits in terms of their mental health. Uh, one of whom is recovering from an attempt uh, to end his own life, Uh, the other of whom is seriously considering, And they're both in that stage that we've talked about, when you stop talking about your own death and you stop planning your own death, right? Mm -hmm. They're both there. They are both there. Um, They find one another one night and just make a pact. They're going to have one day... um, and then at the end of that day, they're going to kill one another. They're going to end one another's life. On the count of three, they're going to pull the triggers in on one another's heads and kill one another. Right? Suicide pact. Full on. Right. And the movie sketches out that last day. It's the wrongs that they try to right. It's the fucking mistakes they made uh, and continue to make. Um, it's it's it, it, the questioning. The, the, a movie that is always asking questions. What is right and wrong here? What is, you know, it it. Can, it Uh, confronts you at the end to think, what is a happy ending? What is the best outcome for this? Is this supposed to be a happy ending? Is this supposed to be good? Uh, It does an incredible job of walking a tonal fucking tightrope in a way that I can't remember a movie having done since Four Lions.
0: Mm, Yes, yeah.
1: The tonal balancing act that this movie does is very evocative of that. Just like in Four Lions, where about two thirds of the way through um, you you realize oh shit I'm rooting for the jihadists here holy right. fuck yeah I'm actually rooting for the you know for for the jihadists here here is really funny there's a lot of comedy in this film as well right mm-hmm. and just when you're laughing at these too often um, uh, 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 often very clumsy uh, efforts to put right historic wrongs in their lives you know. It's, you always get snapped back, whiplash like from this starting to feel like a Bill and Ted esque, mm-hmm. you know, buddy <laughs> misadventure comedy. Right. Yeah. You realize that uh, lives are being ruined, and from the outside, this is this is nothing but a fucking disaster waiting to happen. These uh, too heavily medicated, heavily drunk, uh, driving everywhere, waving guns around, committing atrocities. Right. Because to them you know they've got literally a day left and it doesn't matter it simply doesn't matter and that that mm-hmm. is there is a harsh nihilistic fucking edge to this film uh, i cannot recommend it enough it encourages you to properly analyze what what you know what right and wrong really is what and, and what you would do in the in those circumstances it's a fucking phenomenal film and i what loved it again? in case you hadn't noticed it's called on the count of 3 on the count of 3 all right in fact, I realized by the stop. Oh, go ahead. Listening to this now, <laughs> if you don't mind, and if you can all come back when you've watched *On the Count of Three, uh we can then talk about it. I love that film.
0: Yeah, hit a, if you watch it, hit us up on the on the socials. Mm. Have a little have a little chat about it. Maybe make a, a spoiler Facebook post uh, for people it. to discuss. I, I forgot I did watch. Uh, I was looking at my letterboxed in a weird way, and I did watch some other things. Um I one of which was a movie called Murder Barry Wynn uh All which right. is on Paramount Plus I think Barry um, B A
1: R R Y Murder Barry
0: B U R Y right but Murder Barry funny enough that uh, win. Mur- win that does okay. come up the b-a-r-r-y murder barry win but uh, it's murder barry win it's about um a group of three guys who one of them works in a game store and they're all obsessed with like board games tabletop yeah, yeah, games yeah. Uh-huh. um and they all idolize like one dude who makes like the most successful uh, sort of murder games um that they really love and so they create their own game called murder Berry win Mm -hmm. and try to sort of crowdfund it and the crowdfunding fails and they're like you know trying to figure out how to how to get this thing funded or whatever um end up in a situation in which they are showing their game to their idol and accidentally kill him and then you know hijinks ensue as they try to misadventures yeah, try to figure out like how to cover it up and all of this yeah. kind of stuff. Okay. Um, the is this, idea... this is a comedy,
1: obviously. This this has to be a comedy. Yeah,
0: it's a right. horror comedy, it's more like a thriller comedy. I don't know. It, it's, I think Thromedy. it's a good idea. I think there, it's cute, but it, the jokes and everything don't. Worth aren't 90 minutes worth it feels like this would have been like kind of an episode is a skit yeah it's a 25 minute thing and so everything feels very drawn out and like deeply boring uh oh no those are two words which you
1: don't want to hear yeah it's it's like it should be very
0: yeah it should Should be be very tense Mm. you know like and there are scenes that are very tense. You're know, like, imagine if that was two minutes as opposed to I ten. See. I you see. know, <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, Murderberry. When I, I think I I see good things in the future for these filmmakers, but they gotta learn how to <laughs> that ain't, sustain that ain't the vibe. One.
1: Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for reasons known only to myself, don't ask me why. But <laughs> I also watched the Lighthouse. Mm. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a
1: that is a flim. That's a choice, isn't it? That's a fucking <laughs> choice to make. I've said before many an occasion. If I get a, an idea into my damn fool head, I have to push. I have to see it through. And that took me to the lighthouse, a film that uh, you've seen it, of course. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Fuck you if you don't see that it's a comedy. That's all I was.
0: <laughs> I remember I I wrote this not so I it's saw terrific, that and then the I way. came it's home a tour de and. Force. It was one of my Cory Can't draw Halloween things, so I drew Robert Pattinson in that, and I Mm. wrote under the caption, I'm glad that I wrote this so I could remember it for uh, posterity, but when I walked out of that movie, there was a woman who, like, her boyfriend or whoever she was with uh, was like, "Um, did you like it? And she was like, um,
1: it was good. I never (laughs) want to see it again. Yeah, (laughs) just a a mermaid fucking turpentine (laughs) drinking... (laughs) <laughs> uh bean you know, spilling wearing yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 all that it's a rollicking good time and mm-hmm. unhesitatingly i would describe it as a comedy because it hits that mm-hmm. fucking absurdly absolutely tone, right yeah it goes in on 11 you know that's where mm. it fucking starts from the first <laughs> second and it just stays there it's a relentless grueling hilarious experience um you know yeah. If you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you've got two movies to watch this week, right? Um, You've got On the Count of Three and you've got The Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. Uh, By all means, stop Jack of all graves and come back and listen to the second half when you've watched them. Oh, welcome back. You've done that good?
0: (laughs) Good job, you. There you go. (laughs) Um, the other thing that I watched was The Craft, because it was
1: Satania's okay. um, uh,
0: Choice. On mm. It wasn't exactly like a normal Scream and Chat. It was like International Goth Day or something love last that. Monday. And mm. so uh, our dear friend decided to gather us to watch uh, The Craft.
1: Not only do I love a goth, Did I think I'm going to see a lot of them uh, yes, at Download at <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be. Yeah, goth I would city. hazard to guess. To be, uh, we know it's good luck. Don't. we? What are they going to do? Can you
0: can you put that the goths out in that kind of heat and sun? I'm concerned well, for them. We'll
1: see. We'll see. But what what we do know about goths when you witness and observe goths in the wild, they are uh, they intrepid and they've got spirit and they you know a good goth <laughs> will will remain goth up in all. Pilots. Yeah,
0: exactly. In all circumstances. <laughs> yeah, so we watched The Craft, which, you know, I have a lot of fondness for in its mm. way. Um, I'm going to give a, a spoiler for a 25-year-old movie. Uh, so fast forward, like, 45 seconds if you don't want The Craft. Five
1: years old, yeah, is that it's, right? I think
0: it's 28 years old, something like that. It's, it's very old. So uh, if you don't want... That's oh, for you. Fast so forward like we... 45 seconds. Um, The thing about The Craft is I think it's like very fun and cool. It's like uh, girl friendship, all this kind of stuff. I think it's mm. got a lot going for it. Music is great, all this. The problem with The Craft is simply that the girls turn on each other. I and see. that undermines the rest of what this movie is doing. Like how does it end up that the girls... Are the villains in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That, like
1: it was like a, a fumble. Yeah.
0: yeah, in a movie that's largely about like patriarchy and all this Big kind fumble. of stuff. Like how does that, you know, they it should be like practical magic.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and instead they turn against each other. So that's my my issue with the craft, but it's still a fun watch, you know. Uh,
1: listen, I'm gonna super quickly tell you something, right? Uh I've just flipped the channel while you've been talking and Goodfellas is on, right? Nice. Goodfellas fellas is on and thank you very fucking much. It's the scene where Billy Bats uh, is yelling across the bar. He's about to yell across the bar. Why don't you guys just fucking shine box? <laughs> Thus signing his own death warrant.
0: <laughs> thank you for the update, Mark.
1: What a film. What a movie. What a piece of work. I'll see <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. Movie.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean that book is incredible. So I know the movie okay. is not going to get the the actual true story right. Yeah. But I am. Um, when I read that book, I told everyone I knew about it. And, what it, uh, sketch it
1: out for me? What is it? What is it about? Roughly, vaguely, because I've got no so, concept.
0: Yeah. What happened was um, in the late 1900s. Or, I mean, late 1800s, early 1900s, I believe. Mm. Um, The Osage Indians in uh, Kansas, somewhere in that vicinity, maybe it's Oklahoma, might be Oklahoma, doesn't Mm. matter. Uh, The Osage Indians were the richest people per capita in the entire United States because their reservation uh, sat atop um, an incredible amount of oil. Holy shit. Yes. And white Americans were not having that. No and chance, no sir. Yes. And so basically uh these Osage people started dying off mysteriously. They were oh. also placed under trusts, so they weren't allowed to control their own money. Um, white people would marry them basically in order to, because you could not buy land in their territory. You had okay. to be Osage in order to procure yeah. any. Or take so, them like, off it. White people would buy marry indians and then the indian would die all of a sudden (laughs) you know and things like that they weren't they basically were put under like where it was like there was a company store essentially so they weren't allowed to spend their money except Mm. to these white people who owned Mm. um all of the goods and would super upcharge everything and it's just this horrible tale that actually began the fbi i want to say it's either fbi or cia okay. i want to say it's fbi i thought the fbi uh, like used to be the Pinkertons. um well it's like the beginning of the fbi in the u.s and like their investigations of things and as people investigated this they were like killed and okay, stuff okay, like okay, that okay, wow. um you know the american public was turned against the osage indians people were like why are these indians allowed to have so much money mm. um Yeah, and it's just basically, of course, eventually they either died off or their money was taken and things like that um, because America is terrible and we could not allow natives to have anything. So (laughs) it's just a terrible story.
1: We've all got shitty histories, haven't we? We've all got fucking red in the ledger, as they say.
0: Yeah, definitely. And this is Mm. a particularly egregious example of that that simply you know, all these people being murdered and put under conservatorships and stuff like that simply for having money on land that they were pushed to mm. because, you know, a white America said indigenous people couldn't have their native lands and pushed them onto these kinds of lands. And then there was oil there. And it was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be Off an interesting, go. interesting movie that I don't think is gonna, it seems to focus more on the white people than it does on the indigenous people. <laughs> So, you know, it's not going to get it right, I don't think. But I still think it's a story that's worth being told.
1: Good, yeah, good. The Trailer looks good. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. look. Like I said, a, a, a lot going on movie wise this week. Lots to talk about. Yes. You've got a you've got a topic you want to you want to talk about, haven't you? You've got something you want to bring up. I
0: did yeah. I think this came from so the other day um it's a good one
1: when you texted me about it i was like oh yeah definitely yeah you were like straight Mm. in
0: um canadian boy ryan had brought up uh some he was watching urban legends bloody mary which is the third urban legend movie um which the first two urban legends are fun like and i think good on Uh, their own in their own
1: does robert england pop up in one he yeah, might, he's the he teacher a, a in the yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, in the first one, um, or is that the second one? I can't remember. Anyway, the first two are pretty fun. Yeah, um, and so he was watching that, and then like he brought up. I think the people can lick to Urban legend comes up uh, in that, and I was just thinking about like the urban legends that were talked about a lot when I was a kid, and like obviously yeah. many of them were like you know that's not examples that give me some figure, examples right? of some
1: uh, so like you know the babysitter's microwave, microwave one, a baby right? huh the babysitter who microwaves a baby takes out sd and puts the baby in the microwave oh
0: sure yeah, yeah yeah something like that or like so in these movies like people can lick too. the one where like the the girl reaches her hand under the bed every time she's scared for her dog to lick her you know to mm. comfort her and then when she goes into the mirror written in blood on the mirror is people can lick too
1: I see um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you nice.
0: know, the hook hand, the couple going to make out and the boyfriend goes out to find out, you know, what the sound is or whatever and either there he finds a hook in the yeah. door yeah. or he's he's uh, he you know, hanging from the the tree with his ring scraping back and forth across the top of the car. You oh. know, things like that. Um and amongst those uh famous ones which comes up I believe, in the second Urban Legends movie um, is the uh, kidney, kidney theft. Yeah. Uh, and I remember uh, getting this as like a email forward when I was yes. in middle school, you know, basically a story of like, oh, you know, you have to be very careful about getting drunk and all this kind of stuff because, you know, people wake up in You'll get uh, a bathtub, yep. uh, bathtub full of, full of ice. ice. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, of course.
1: Stabbing and pain. And
0: Right. And then when they, you know, come to you and realize what's happened, mm. their kidney is gone uh, to be like sold on the black market. Yes. We um, yeah. And so I start I was like that. Yeah, I, I think that's what got me on this track of thinking about like the idea of black markets for organs. Yes. Right. Um, And an interesting thing about this is that I hadn't really considered uh, that that urban legend specifically, became like a thing when transplantation of organs became viable.
1: Yeah. So,
0: you know, Wired actually highlighted this particular urban legend in 1990. When are we talking? 1990- when... I'm so when are we talking What you? are we talking
1: about? What organs? Can okay, I? Sorry. Of course. <laughs> Just asking. I'm interested.
0: God damn it, Mark.
1: Uh, I'm into it.
0: Wired <laughs> highlighted this urban legend in 1998. Uh Um, and claimed that it had been around for about a decade. Um, So this, you know, makes it a pretty modern urban legend. That's within our lifetimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So obviously, like, people were digging up skeletons and such for centuries, largely for, like, research purposes. But the idea that you could actually pull an organ from a live person or in order to put it into someone else is actually really new. Uh, The first kidney transplant, which is the first successful transplant of an organ of any kind was in 1954, Mm. but the procedure didn't become common until the early 80s. So this urban legend is like responding to like a very new sort of idea in society. Like, oh, now that we have this possibility, what does that mean? Right. And it's not entirely without merit, even though this particular situation is ridiculous, but Sure enough, yeah. since we've started being able to transplant organs, black markets for organs have showed up and people have had their organs removed <laughs> either Indeed. through coercion or against their will in
1: various Very ways. interesting to me that that story that you talk about, the one that you mentioned with the bathtub and the ice, la, 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 mm-hmm. we both know that. We both know that yeah, story. Yeah, right. Both...
0: You instantly knew what I was talking about.
1: Uh, and it predates the mass internet by quite some distance and yet i've known it for what seems like you know forever
0: yeah exactly it so quickly became like sort of a part of um i don't know our urban mythology obviously what year
1: did you say was the did you say kidney transplant what year was it
0: the first ever was 1954 and then it became common in the early 80s uh
1: it's a i think fair to say internet rite of passage or at least i i think it's a video that everyone has seen right Uh, But there is a video on YouTube from 1940 Mm -hmm. uh, of a Soviet scientist who has reanimated the head of a dog who has got a a decapitated dog, a dog's head, Mm -hmm. and has it attached to a pump where blood is circulating through it. And it's very macabre. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's not a pleasant uh, clip to watch at all. But for... Quite some time after the procedure, the dog, uh, you know, the head is able to react to stimuli. It will stick its tongue out. You will tickle it with a feather and it will twitch. It will, for all intents and purposes, be alive, you know, with circulated blood, oxygenated, circulated blood going through its head. Uh, It's able to cling on to a semblance of life. And that was in 1940. It's a crazy video. I I encourage you to take a look if you've got the stomach for it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Giant caveat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, obviously we we figured out... In the mid 20th century, that mm-hmm. you know transplantation and things like that were going to be a thing we were able to do, and of course, mm. then it takes time before it's something that everyone has access to, or you know, is is safe enough for <laughs> it to be widespread. Um, as a result of this, like one of the the things that I was reading about this was I was kind of like, what, where, are, what are the black markets now? Where, how do these run? Yeah. Um, And it's exactly what you would expect for the most part, right? Like, it's very poor people um, in developing nations and things like that, places like the Philippines, um, Pakistan, things like that, who um, are basically completely desperate for one. um, And thus, like, that's kind of the only thing they have left is to, you know, Mm. sell a piece of their liver, sell a Mm. kidney things like that um you hear cases in
1: Kosovo as well China gets uh is is quite hot for illicit organ trade can I would you like some organ trivia would you like to answer some trivia questions about organs
0: (laughs) sure why not let's let's take this detour
1: right what if I ask you uh for how long is each of these organs viable outside of the body if you can keep it on ice you know during transport for example right
0: I know they tried, they like move them quickly. They use like they helicopters do. to get them from place yes, to place. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. But let's say, for um, example,
1: I had lungs. I had lungs on ice on the back of my motorbike. And I was fucking, you know, pedal to the metal, hot footing it to the nearest hospital to get these lungs into a, a, a recipient. How long would those lungs have of viability uh, outside the body? Uh,
0: I don't know, an hour?
1: A bit longer, you know, it's four to six hours.
0: Oh, okay, interesting.
1: Uh, let me see, liver?
0: Oh, is it different depending on the organ? It is. The, oh, organ. The, the, the
1: differing tissues have different times.
0: I mean, livers are very resilient in general, so...
1: Am I right in I saying would, that they can, you can regenerate liver? You can
0: regenerate. If you, there you go. <laughs> if you chop off up to two-thirds of your liver, Fuck it will grow back. Out Yeah. If you have like cirrhosis of the liver and things sure. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. and you stop drinking,
1: uh-huh.
0: it will fix itself. It Not will that. heal. Yeah. <laughs> this well, is why you can give, you can donate your liver as a live donor. Um, no surprise
1: then that, oh, do you want to take a guess?
0: I was going to say like 24 hours.
1: It's 8 to 12, it's 8 to 12 hours. Oh, okay. So a few hours. hours yeah. Kidneys Longer than is 24 hours, 24 to 36 okay. hours. Uh, the pancreas is also quite hardy with 12 to 18. Mm. Uh, the heart four to six and intestines six to eight hours so
0: intestines i've never thought about an intestinal, an transplant, intestinal
1: transplant but yeah. there we go obviously different factors apply but those are those are those yeah. your guide times
0: yeah and kidneys are you know the most common um because obviously we have two of them so they're uh yeah, 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 yeah. amongst the easier things to you know take out and have lots of and things like that to get from a live donor, things like that. I would that. never
1: eat kidney. I would never eat an animal kidney. I would never do that.
0: Have you, have you never, ever before?
1: I, I think I have, but it isn't You've something that I would You've never had like a steak choice. and kidney pie? Yeah, anything. I have done. I have done. Peter's okay. fond of them, in fact, which is yeah. price. I mean, kiddie. they're
0: disgusting. I don't like they them. They are, vile. Just a know. horrible
1: thing to do. Why would you eat it? Yeah.
0: Keo loves them. Keo loves an organ L- meat. He is like oh, liver, awful. kidneys. Tripes. Yeah, all that stuff. He Fuck loves, right. like, Take that a stuff good away from me. pie that tastes like metal. You know, tastes know like batteries. Saying. Yeah, iron. <laughs> Just yeah. dirt and iron. Like, No, black.
1: thank you. It's no, I guts. don't like
0: it at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, there is a degree of, like, trafficking uh, mm. of these organs. So amongst the problems that people have in terms of, like, when we talk about black markets of kidneys, for one thing, there is only one country on Earth where there is a legal... Organ trade. Do you know what country that is?
1: Uh, a legal organ trade. No, I'm afraid mm-hmm. I
0: don't. Uh, that country is Iran.
1: Huh. Yeah. I would not have guessed that.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly would. That wouldn't. would have been like 10th. <laughs> right. Uh, it's interesting. It, and they have a, a really interesting system. I, I'll talk about that in a second. Let me finish okay. my, my thought that I just had. But um, everywhere else, It's illegal. So one of the problems, of course, that people have is coercion. Right. If you come from like a very poor family um, and you are sort of young and healthy and things like that, you can very well be coerced Mm. by your family or maybe you have an abusive spouse or like any number of things. Yeah. Financial Um,
1: incentives.
0: Right. Someone who has a financial incentive and control over you uh, can potentially coerce you into uh, selling an yep. organ you know largely kidneys but selling any organ um, that you know is viable for a live transplant when that happens of course um, it's illegal so there's no real recourse for you so a lot of times people either will get paid less than they were promised yep. or just not get paid at all Fucking uh, hell. so like who are you going to tell <laughs> right
1: swizzed out of a kidney
0: yeah. And it's like, it's insane because these kidney transplants or organ transplants often cost for the person who is buying that mm. up to about $200,000. The low end is 20000 but generally we're talking in the hundred to $200,000 range for this. Yeah. Out of that, usually the donor themselves gets between four dollars to $5,000, and that's if they're actually paid. Yeah. The rest of it goes to the broker, the organ broker. Um, the middleman, like yeah, middle the
1: yeah, yeah, sure, the fence,
0: exactly that, and then of course like the the hospital or whatever that agrees to do these kinds of illegal um, operations. So the person mm. who is actually donating, it's such a small like windfall if you think about it. If they're paid the amount that they're supposed to get, they're still not
1: no, getting. No, they haven't, that they much haven't done money. well out of the deal.
0: Exactly. Um, And a lot of times they're not actually paid. There also are instances in which people are more or less trafficked. They'll be tricked into going to something that's supposed to be like a screening, some form of health screening. And then they'll tell them that they have to pay in an organ for the screening. Um, And so they're basically taken to somewhere where they have to give an organ in order Mm -hmm. to, you know, get out of that situation. So that is considered... Trafficking. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: I read with interest that it is quite possible and quite commonplace to undergo a penis transplant.
0: Is the penis an organ? I know Very this much is a dumb so. question, but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wasn't weird. sure if that's like actually an organ or if that's just what people say, like, hey, it's my It's an organ, appendage, you know, I think. It is an appendage, yeah, but yeah, it's, an it's arm's not an organ,
1: right? Sure, an arm is certainly not an organ. <laughs> uh, would you care to guess for me what year the first... Penis transplant was performed to just lower the tone quite a little bit here. 1950. Uh, No, far later. Listeners, listeners, first ever penis transplant was 2014.
0: I guess that kind of makes sense. I was thinking in the sense of like they always do weird things for like dudes Mm. dicks really early. But also the like skin graft technology and all that kind of stuff, I guess, probably wasn't really.
1: It was a, a cadaver dick. It was from a deceased donor. Hmm. It was a corpse cock.
0: I wonder if they knew. Like, you know how you, like, sign to, like, donate your organs? You don't really, like, specify, like, oh, you can you take don't. my eyes but not my lungs or something They're, like that. Oh, donor like, card I over here knew. for a while.
1: We had a donor card over here for uh, maybe a decade or more where you could tick the particular organs which you were comfortable harvesting.
0: Was penis on it?
1: Uh, I don't recall yeah. penis being on there. I'm just very but curious. But now we're, we've got an opt-in system now. You, you know, you're... Yeah, you're
0: automatically you're... doing yes. it unless you say no. I think you would still have Would I want a dead to... man's
1: penis? No. Well, if you had none. I my own penis. I would rather Yeah, I'm
0: assuming that it wasn't a choice between, like, my own or someone else's. Or there must have been a reason guy. they didn't have one. If
1: you'd like to know, um, it was on a young man who had suffered a traumatic injury, resulting in penile amputation.
0: Ugh, oh, that is rough.
1: His dick got ripped off. I hope, what happened? It, I hope the new one has treated Ripped him well. Ripped his off. That uh, no, well, sounds seems very dramatic. You know, a lot of post-op care immunosuppressive meds. Well, and... now
0: here we go with another element of the black market trade here. Mm, so another issue yes. for people who are donors is that they get literally zero aftercare. I um, see. And often this is a problem even for the recipients, right? Because they pay for a certain part of this, you know, get someone's organ, get this taken care of in the hospital. Yeah. In a normal situation in a hospital, if you, you know, get a donor whatever and if you are a donor, they follow up with you after of this, course. right? It's like the kind this of is thing part that of you, the process. It's a
1: big deal. It's a big deal yeah. when you <laughs> right? decide that you're going to donate an organ yeah. voluntarily. It involves right. a long period of yeah. matching tissues and fucking mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a whole yeah, it's, it's huge. A, a life event. And then once you
0: receive an organ, like, yeah. your body can reject it. we we'll are like, always there's... fight it. You always Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Sure. You, you know, your body knows YouTube, it's not supposed to be there.
1: Take a fucking wad of cash with an elastic band around it. Look at a couple of YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> Roofy some fucking poor cunt you meet out and about and, and take their kidneys uh, Yeah, off. and
0: take their kidneys. You can't... Yeah, you can't do this. So another thing that is a problem when it comes to these black market organs is that the people who donate not only often don't get their money, or it's yeah. a very small amount anyway, um, but that they receive no aftercare. So they just yeah. fucking Infected. die or get yeah. very sick, um, yeah. as possibly can the person who receives this as well. And obviously there's like a huge... I mean... <laughs> I can't help but judge someone who buys this. I guess that I get that no one wants to die, but you have to know you're taking part. And when you fly to the Philippines for this, you have to know you yeah. are exploiting someone who has no other choice. Now, Iran is very interesting. And one of the things that I
1: Legal, you thought say, was... Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I thought was fascinating about this whole thing is that while this isn't a widespread conversation there, it certainly is a conversation about whether legalization is the way to, if not kill the black market, at least diminish it greatly. Mm. Because right now, the black market and is that for what it's done. Is, is, that, is that
1: what it's done in Iran? Has it gone down?
0: Yeah. So uh, basically what happens in what happened in Iran was that they had in the 1980s a shortage of legally donated kidneys mm. um and so you know they had a the population w- had a growing number of people that had end stage re- renal disease and they were like what are we supposed to do about this um so in 1988 they decided to make it legal for someone to sell their kidney and then they created so for an, an individual entire... to
1: sell their organ for to publicly right. list the sale of one of their organs that was made legal
0: Right. And so they came up with a system, though. So this isn't simply, you know, and then a whole bunch of businesses sprung up everywhere uh, where this could happen. Uh, They created like a a market for this. So uh, what they did was and to be clear, 55 percent of all the kidneys donated in the nation are from living donors Uh, in America. I don't know about Britain, uh, only about 38 percent. Of kidney donations are from living donors and the rest come from dead donors uh, that often dead donors uh, organs don't uh, stay healthy in the long term. Well,
1: do so you, do the recipients of dead uh, organs, cadaver organs, do the recipients find that they go on to take on like personality traits <laughs> and skills? Of the that person. didn't
0: that didn't come up in here. We Is can talk about that in a minute, but let me okay. let me get to you to what sure Iran did first. <laughs> um, so here's what they do uh, in Iran, and I'm just going to read to you from a, an article from Futurism.com that talks about this. Uh-huh. A doctor writes a letter stating that a patient needs a kidney. The patient then brings that letter to an office of the Kidney Foundation of Iran, a nonprofit organization that facilitates the nation's kidney transplants. The organization adds the patient to a list and sorts by his or her blood type. Patients in the midst of a medical emergency and disabled soldiers are placed higher up on the list.
1: Okay.
0: To be approved as a living donor, interested Iranians go to one of the foundation's offices to undergo medical testing. The donor pays for the test. Uh, If the foundation believes the kidneys are healthy enough for transplantation, they approve them. Uh, The foundation contacts the person nearest the top of the list for that donor's blood type, type, taking into consideration other factors such as the donor's physical build, for example... A small kidney might go to a child or female patient, even if they're listed below yep, an average-sized yep, yep. man, just because the closer match. Then the Iranian government pays for the transplant surgery, as well as one year of health coverage for the donor after the surgery.
1: That seems very progressive. That seems very yeah uh, oddly. Yeah. I don't know. That's oddly together for for Iran. We right? Wouldn't yeah, they would be together in that way.
0: <laughs> the recipient uh, pays the donor using the foundation as an intermediary. Um, and the base price is set as at $4,600. But if the donor isn't willing to sell their kidney for that price, they can actually negotiate with the recipient um, okay. to get a higher price. Uh, uh, do so you have at, a price? Yeah. Do
1: you have a price for a kidney? How much would you charge to sell a kidney? I what mean, I don't porrigans? need to sell a
0: kidney. You don't need to, but everyone's got a price, <laughs> don't they? If someone needed one like that I, I knew, one. I would give. Me. If you need one, I would just give you my kidney. I wouldn't sell you my kidney. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah um i think that this is you know you. i i don't yeah <laughs> i am not in a position where i would find myself doing this maybe if i were like a college student or something like that
1: yeah or if you had like wicked debt
0: yeah i mean yeah exactly if there was some reason that i was like really hard up
1: yeah uh, Mob.
0: yeah i don't know four thousand seems really low it does Oregon. yes they
1: lowballed uh, the offer was lowball there most certainly yeah I'd, Although I'd i don't want, know I'd what figures. that
0: what the equivalent, like what that is in like a normal iranian 2023. like yeah how much our money goes compared to theirs so maybe that's like a ton maybe that's a year's salary or something like that um, but, but
1: yeah it, it would yeah, be more i would than need that. a lot
0: more than that like yes. if you if you carry a baby for someone Mm. And you get all your organs back afterwards. You don't you normally get like seventy five thousand dollars or something for that? <laughs> like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know um, but, any any kind of any use of my body in that way would would carry a high yeah. premium, you know, a high cost.
0: Yeah. But I guess with the understanding though that you are helping someone, so that does make a difference. As opposed to like yeah. carrying a baby for someone. Someone doesn't necessarily need a baby. It's a desire, yeah. but it's not a, a need. Uh, whereas you are saving someone's life, so. I'm going to
1: share with you. I had some health results this week. In fact, about oh. uh, two weeks ago, I went for a. I got a letter from the local doctors to say, "Look, you're 44. Would you like an over 40 health check? We're giving them to everyone over Ooh, 40. We're, getting you know, the finger, not the finger this time, yeah. not the finger. Okay. Um, apparently, this initiative was kind of the scheme, if you will has I love that uh, it that. made a dent in local kind of heart health statistics. It's a good ah. thing. To do. So I went along, they took my blood pressure, they took some blood and uh, asked me some questions about my health and about my personal life. And I got the results and it's very good. So, oh, good. oh it's excellent. Over the next 10 years, my risk of heart issues is 2%, just 2%. Nice. Over the next ten years, my blood pressure is excellent. My cholesterol is bang on uh, because my dad is diabetic. I took uh, they took sugars from my blood as well. Absolutely fine, no issues. Nice. I am in excellent nick.
0: I love that. I love to hear yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit of good news for us all. Um. And yeah. That said, my organs would be all the more expensive.
0: Well, that's true potentially. Yeah. You know, you're getting good shit. Although, I mean, you're still. Older, so that might make a difference. Oh, thank you. Even if they're healthy. They're not young burst, organs. Burst so, up <laughs> Isn't there some yeah. kind
1: of tech billionaire who's harvesting his Who's blood taking his kid's, kids. blood yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever.
0: Yeah, it, and he's like interesting. deeply creepy looking.
1: Um, I'm, I, I'm certain I remember in one of the very, very early Joags talking about the possibility, is there a way of using genetics and stem cells to grow a kind of a clone of you, but take away its right. reasoning powers? Take away mm-hmm. it. All agency use it as essentially just a flesh right. harvest organ bag uh, that kind of looks like you, and you could just take them, take a, take a kidney or pancreas out as you needed growing <laughs> And this guy is, is going down that down that avenue, so good for him.
0: I guess. I don't good know. Good for him. It all seems very ridiculous. Very and, cool. Yeah, and like super creepy. His relationship with his son is very weird, and that he's like stealing his blood, which is like...
1: Yeah, I wonder if he knew that. Know. You know, was that the whole point of conceiving? Right, him? like, the, is the that why? To,
0: <laughs> yeah, like he wanted to create someone to take
1: blood cow blood
0: from. Like, and that's not real. That's not a real thing.
1: No, it isn't. Absolutely <laughs> like, not, absolutely, there's no. He is not for, making no himself no younger is by doing taking this. place here.
0: Yeah, he just thinks because he looks young that it must be because of mm. that, and it's like it's not. Like it's just your genes, buddy. <laughs> like, Uh, But anyways, um, yeah, all that to say, there's, you know, basically what, like, various papers and articles and stuff that I read about this was saying that, like, it's unlikely that we're really headed this way unless we were in another in a situation like Iran, where there was like a crisis. Um, And obviously, they've basically completely solved that problem for themselves. Um, And because of this system. They don't necessarily they don't have the black market that surrounding countries around them do. Um because it is very easy to to get, to get a uh, fully legal. What about as a health
1: tourist? Would I be able to spend some time in Iran? In the same way as I may mm. go to Turkey to get new right, teeth or yeah. a fucking gastric band. Could yeah. I go to Iran as an organ tourist?
0: You know, that wasn't approached here, but I do that is a valid question. I mean, mm. I think you would probably have to spend a good amount of non- time there non- based UK on the Non-UK nationals
1: use our NHS, after all.
0: Do, well, it's kind of difficult to use the UK NHS, though. You can't simply... Like, I can't just use the NHS and be like, peace. Like, it would still cost me almost America money to use your oh, system. Okay, okay. okay. Maybe uh, I'll examine that.
1: Maybe I'll take another look at yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I have looked this up before as an accident-prone for person week, and things maybe. like
0: that. Yeah, like, what would happen... If I got sick in Britain or things like that, and I was like, "Oh mm. no, you would you would still pay." That's part of how they make their money.
1: <laughs> of course, the big one is a heart transplant, isn't it? That's the one that you—that's mm-hmm. the really fucking big important right. Well, because you—it's probably the biggest surgery. There can you could be ever no legal life.
0: black market for yeah. hearts. Uh, mm. There is simply no way to take a live human heart and give it to someone else.
1: <laughs> that's one of the things you never want to see, isn't it? Your own heart.
0: No. No, not so much. I have this memory of some horror movie Maybe I that's my first when tweet. I was like, <laughs> there you go, uh, when I was like four or five years old and thus I have like no real recollection of what this is and it has driven me crazy for the past 30 years. I have a recollection of some horror movie in which someone reaches into someone else's chest and pulls the heart out. And I think it might be like a dream moment or something and the person... Or even just that it was like a chaotic end to something, uh, mm. where it happened, and the person's like holding the heart in front of them or whatever.
1: That feels like something me. which has happened often. I think. I think that's.
0: Yeah, it's like I something deeply which remember though. Yeah, it's like it, I remember. There's like they're in like a living room when it happens. Mm. I feel like it's like two youngish guys, and it's it's definitely an '80s movie. You know, Jam. like I. It was the 80s when I watched it, you know, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So this has bothered me my whole life. Uh, there must be a way you can find that? that out.
1: There must be a series of keywords you can enter into oh, right. IMDb that's always or, the question, or right. You can find that I did that out. try once. You.
0: I tried once putting it in the Facebook group. What was that thing? And nobody solved it for me, which mm. was really disappointing. shame. Um, yeah. What are you going to do? Anyways, that's organs. That's the black market for organs, and uh, you know, maybe it should be legal so that people aren't getting exploited. Well,
1: Iran seemed to have nailed that. uh, I dare say they have plenty of other infrastructure problems. Sure.
0: But so do we. Hey,
1: fuck, you are not wrong.
0: (laughs) Right. i like, I... Yeah, listen. I live in a fascist hellhole of a country (laughs) with all kinds of uh, poverty and terrible things happening. Can I really... (laughs) Make any form uh, of valid here. critique of Iran? I don't know.
1: Same here, um, but that's what Jackable Graves is, isn't it? We it's true. Explore everything that could cause you anxiety. We look at the worst case scenarios. Mm. We chart the downward fucking spiral of everything around us. What, to leave you? I mean, if if you're anxious about something, it's probably for a good reason, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and we're all about <laughs> sure, exploring that, yeah, them all. It's we're all about great exploring therapy, them all Mark, <laughs> and letting you know that it's fine to be anxious because it's right. It's healthy. It's probably mm. keeping you alive, but you're not safe.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, hmm. I don't you're know if that's safe. the parting shot I want to leave on, but okay. It's out there now. So, um, you know, stay spooky and whatnot. Stay
1: spooky, of course. It's the only thing you can do.
0: The only thing you can do.